Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Snare drum time does indeed mean Score North Gophers show time. Thank you very much for finding this edition of the Gopher Show, whether it be via Apple, Spotify, or on that free Score North mobile app. We certainly appreciate you doing so. If you are so inclined, we would love a review. A positive review would be better, but jokingly, as I always say, hey, a review's a review. But we'll <laughs> emphasize, we prefer the positive ones, but... We like the five-star ones. Yeah, we can't legislate you from giving us anything less than five, but we do prefer five. I mm-hmm. would be Ross Brendel at Brendel Ross on the Twitter machine. That would be Mr. Manny Hill at Manny Hill 84 on Twitter. Joining me for this edition, kind of just a impromptu, well, let's throw some topics out and just have fun yeah. edition of the Score North Gopher Show, mainly because it's been a little while since I've seen you, been a little while since I've been able to corral you and get you in the studio. So we'll just have some fun with this one. What say you, Manny Hill? Let's do it. I love talking gopher sports. Well. Always. Let's get right to it then. Should we start with basketball? Yeah, let's start with some hoops. Yeah, let's start with Richard Pitino's squad after their loss at Rutgers on Sunday. The Gophers are now 10-8, and 4-4 and in conference. Up next for them, the record date on this podcast is Wednesday, January 22nd. So if you're listening post, you may have missed the upcoming game or the next game in theory, which is Thursday against Ohio State. They will also host Michigan State at the barn on Sunday. But again, currently 10-8, and 4-4 four and four in the conference. Joel Lenardi in his latest bracketology. Joe's pretty good. Wasn't last year or two years ago Lenardi nailed the entire field? Was it really? Yeah, a couple years ago, he got the entire field right. I'm okay. almost positive on that. That's impressive. I mean, he's always pretty darn close anyways. Yeah. yeah. He has the Gophers in his latest bracketology. Again, if you're listening to this a little bit later on, it could have changed. But as of most recently, he has them as the first team out. Manny, I'm not sure how much you caught of the Rutgers game. I didn't get a chance to watch it super in-depth. I was at a local establishment enjoying a few adult pops and a great uh, brunch, but I did have it on right in front of us, and I was able to, I'd say, leisurely watch most of it. Mm -hmm. I hadn't watched a ton of Rutgers basketball, but I do know this is not your older brother's Rutgers basketball (laughs) team. Yeah. They were good. That's going to be a problem for a lot of teams because they are freakishly athletic, and they are big. That's... That's going to be a problem for a lot of teams, especially trying to go there. Manny, that was their third straight sellout for like yeah. the first time in years. It looked like an incredible environment. At in, the rack is what they call the it. Right? Rack the Rack. The Rutgers Athletic Center or whatever. In they call Piscataway. It. Yeah. Not anybody 
goes to the rack and wins a basketball game, especially this year as Rutgers remains undefeated at home. Yeah, and ranked 24th in the country now, too. Um, five and two in the Big Ten, 14 and four overall, won a couple of games in a row, including uh, Sunday against the Gophers. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good. I didn't, uh, much like you, I didn't get a chance to watch a full glimpse of the game, but from what I saw, you know, Rutgers looks like a team that could get to the NCAA tournament and depending on, um, depending on the matchup that they get, you know, maybe win a game or two. Um, and I think it really kind of shows where, and I can't believe I'm saying this about Rutgers athletics, but it, it kind of shows you where Rutgers is right now and where, where the Gophers are right now. And I think if you're the Gophers and you're trying to find your way into the NCAA tournament, and there's still an outside chance that they can get in, um, but if you're if you're really trying to make a strong case for yourself, you know Sunday's game was a game that you probably got to win. And at one point, Manny, they were up ten to two. Yeah, Rutgers had went on a ridiculous run where I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was ten to two Gophers to start the game, and then at one point it was like thirty four to seven. No, it wasn't that bad, but it was like twenty nine to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Which then put Rutgers on what? Do the math. Basically a 27 to 7 run. Yep. And I know my numbers might be off a little bit, but the Gophers had had some scoring droughts in, in that game. And the main thing was just if it's it's kind of like the Timberwolves right now, at least for the game on Sunday, if they're not hitting outside shots, mm-hmm. they weren't going to win because they weren't getting much inside. It was only... It was only Daniel Otuber who really had a chance down low, and it took him a little while to get going. And I was watching the game with a, a good buddy who I, I'm assuming may be listening to this podcast, so we'll all say hi to him. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> he he pointed out, and we talked about this at length, or at least I did with Daniel House and James Murphy, about Daniel Otuber and possibly going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, as my buddy pointed out, if you're trying to keep Otuber around for another year— just show this tape to the NBA scouts and he might not be a first round draft pick. It, it just feels like there, there might still be some work to do there. I, uh, my gut says if he finishes strong and has a pretty good year. My gut says he, I have no inside knowledge. It just feels, yeah. just feels like he might declare, but I, I, I don't know. I, I will say this. I was incredibly impressed by Rutgers. You mentioned the NCAA tournament. There will still be chances for the Gophers to help that resume. Mm-hmm. I think being ten and eight and four and four in conference, I think it says a lot about their non-conference schedule that they can still be in the mix at this point. Yeah, for they instance, had a very tough non-conference schedule. They did, and and, yeah. and props to them for playing it. I think uh, I think the coach would tell you it would have been nice to win some more of those tough games, but props for playing it. Underrated part of uh, of Sunday's game, Manny. A couple garbage time threes at the end that kept the Gophers to losing by 10 points or less to make that a quad one quality loss, mm-hmm. right? Versus losing by 10 or more. Yeah. That was actually kind of funny. We were, ce- <laughs> we were celebrating literally just an awful three that banks in at the end. Rutgers, by the and, way. And goes in. Rutgers, by the way, ranked in the top 25 for the first time since 1979. That's incredible. Good, good for 40 them. 40 years since they've been it's, ranked. It's not it's amazing. It's not going so well for the Rutgers football program, but good to at le- good to at least see. <laughs> not quite as well. Yeah. Not quite as well. Good luck. Good luck to uh, Greg Schiano. But Manny, the NCAA tournament. I want to circle back to that. Then maybe yeah. we'll, we'll close with go for basketball. 
the Gophers pretty much have to hold serve at home. They really can't lose a home game from here on out. Then they have to steal a few on the road. I would say this, and and hopefully I'm wrong in a little over 24 hours. Ohio State to me would seem unlikely, even though you already beat them. It just if you start to look at the Big Ten and beating up on each other, yeah. Ohio State as of last week was still in the top 25. They're not anymore. They're two and five in conference, but it just to me it seems logical that Ohio State would get that one at home. If not, it would be a huge victory for the Gophers. But eventually, I say all that to say this: to your point, Manny, they're going to have to get a few on the road. Yeah. And, and the road in these road matchup matchups coming up are not going to be easy. No, they're not. But getting one against Ohio State would be nice. And and if you're fortunate enough to beat Ohio State, maybe you're not. Have fun. You get Michigan State on Sunday. Yeah, and then after that, on January 30th, you're at Champaign, Illinois, to take on the Illini, who are ranked 21st in the country right now at 14 and five. So it's it's. I mean, it it is. It's it's to me. I just feel like with where this team is at right now, Ross. I just feel like getting to the NCAA tournament is really going to be a tough ask. I think it's going to be a tough ask. And people, I've some people have told me I'm I'm I've been a little too critical. The NIT is going to be a tough ask because you got to be 500 or better mm-hmm. to go to the NIT tournament. Well, the overs are 10 and eight. If they lose the next two, not saying they will, but if they do, they're 10 and they're 10 and 10. If you go one game under 500 from there on out, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how good of a team you are. Doesn't matter, you know, what your what your rankings are. Doesn't matter how the rest of the country sees you. Yep. You're not. You can't go to the NIT with a losing record. Yeah, I mean, this is. You know, I'm just looking ahead at the schedule here. Doesn't so matter what your net is with a losing record. Right. So, I, so we've already talked about the next three games with at Ohio State against Sparty at home, and then you're at Illinois to wrap up the the January schedule but then you look into February you got six games in February you're you're hosting the Badgers on February 5th you're at Penn State none of these games going to be easy by the way none of these games are are surefire wins at all they're they're all winnable the Gophers not... always struggle at what what do, what do we call Penn State I want to say it's the Bradley Center it's not the Bradley Center I know that's <laughs> that's the Bucks former home of the Bucks. What is yeah. the name of that arena where the Gophers just always struggle in every Penn game? State. Every um, game is like 52 to 49. <laughs> well, between that and at Northwestern, those games always, yeah. always seem to be like that. Which, by the way, February 23rd at Northwestern. Northwestern's not not good this year. They should be able to win that one. Um, but yeah, you're at Penn State on February 8th. You host the Hawkeyes on the 16th. Um, then you got Indiana coming in. Like these are all going to be very, even the home games, Ross. These are all going to be very, very difficult games for the Gophers to win. And they, I think, to get into the NCAA tournament, they need all, if not most, of these games um, in order to get into the tournament. And you mentioned the NIT. I mean, you've got to stay. You got to stay above five hundred, five hundred or better to get into the NIT. So. Right now, I mean, the Gophers, their their margin for error to play postseason basketball is razor thin right now. And they're they're gonna have to start getting it in gear. And the way the schedule shapes up right now, it's gonna be really difficult. I've waffled back and forth on this, and this will be the last thing basketball related. I've waffled back and forth. I'll ask you and then I'll I'll, I'll try and 
get my response ready because I'm still in my head struggling with what my answer to this question is going to be. For this gopher basketball team, I didn't even like asking this question because it, it's it seems I'll I'll ask it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather make the NCAA tournament and lose right away, or would you rather perhaps go to the NIT and make it to Madison Square Garden or perhaps win it? Maybe maybe I'll go first. I yeah. generally think for a program like the Gophers, you always want to make it to the yeah. NCAA tournament. The NITs, yep. it's just kind of what you do if you if you have to. Mm-hmm. However, with the the evidence that we have in front of us now, I would tell you it feels like they probably are an NIT team, mm-hmm. even though. I think when the NCAA tournament field is revealed, I would tell you the Govers are probably better than 25 of the teams that are going to be in there. But that's yeah. not necessarily that's not that's necessarily not, how it yeah, works. That's not necessarily how it gets gets assembled. When I'm president of the NCAA, I'm going to say you have veto power over four to eight teams. Yeah. Or oh, congratulations, ooey pooey, you won your conference <laughs> tournament, but you were 14 and 19. You you don't get to go. Yeah. Um, it for me, it's just it's all about building. How the program's currently assembled, what it's building to. Maybe this team could benefit from going to the NIT, but there's also a lot of upperclassmen that are playing too. So, or maybe not necessarily even upperclassmen, just guys with a lot of experience. So they got, so they have, let's think about this for a second. So they have 12 games left, right? Yep. Got three games left this month as of this taping. Then they got six games in February and then three games in March. How many of those do they how many of those do they need to win to get into the NCAA tournament in your mind? So I would this has come up before. I'm just to keep this argument as simplistic as possible, I'm not gonna say who the wins come against and who the losses come against. Mm-hmm. I think just to be in the conversation, you have to get to eighteen and twelve. Yeah. Right? You have to get to 18 wins. So if I'm doing my math, if I'm doing my math correct, is, is that correct with their record that they're at? I'm sorry for yep. not even having that. Yep. Yep. They, so that, yep, that's so exactly have, they'd correct. Have to go, they'd have to go eight and four. They'd have to go eight and four. And I don't, that's just to get into the conversation at 18 right. and 12. You still, you'd probably yeah. still need to win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament. Maybe they're in, depending on what happens with automatic bids and just mm-hmm. based off of, based off of their net and based off of quality wins and non quality wins. Maybe that would do it. But just to get into the conversation, yeah, I think they got to be eighteen and twelve, maybe at worst seventeen and thirteen. If you get and a nice less win, than that, anything less than that, you basically have to win the Big Ten tournament. I yeah, think, correct, to, and it, to to have a chance of getting in. And just to to your to point, get in actually, because it would be an automatic bid. To your earlier point, Manny, just to go to the NIT, you kind of have to tread water a little bit. You'd have you got to win. What would that be? You'd have to finish sixteen you'd, and fourteen, you'd have, right? Yep. Well, I think you can be fifteen, 15 and, and fifteen. Yeah, fifteen so and fifteen. At, you're looking but at, still at worst the, a five, five and, and seven, seven finish. And that's possible. Yeah. With the way the schedule's laid out, yeah, it's certainly possible. Every game is incredibly important. Uh, definitely a lot more to come on Gopher Basketball for the remainder of the Gopher Basketball season right here on the Score North Gopher Show. Manny, I want to switch gears just a little bit, have a little bit of fun with some football topics and not not traditional football topics for the mm-hmm. most part that we've been talking about all year here on the Score North Gopher Show. But we will start getting your opinion on the Gopher football season. I'm pretty sure that we have not talked right. in pod form since the Gophers beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl. The Gophers finished the season 11-2 and with their win over Auburn in that Outback Bowl. They finished ranked 
10th in both the AP and the coaches poll. Your overall thoughts, I imagine, much like me, you are fairly ecstatic with how the season turned out as a whole. Absolutely, 100%. And and remember, Ross, I said after the loss to Wisconsin, I said I think I, I that I thought it was very, very important for them to win whatever bowl game they got because at that time when they lost to Wisconsin, we still didn't know where they were going. We kind of assumed it'd be like Outback Bowl or something like that. Um. But whatever bowl game they got, it was really important for them to win it because we needed to see them, or at the very least, we needed to see them play their best football because we really, the last three games of the regular season, we had not seen them play their best football. They really didn't play well. They didn't play well at Iowa. They beat Northwestern because they had just immensely more talent, but they didn't really play that well. Because they showed up. Right. And certainly they did not play well at home in the – finale against Wisconsin so they needed to play their best football and my goodness did they ever in that Outback Bowl yeah they they were they were fantastic they dominated the game um, against a legit really good SEC team a team that hung 48 points on Nick Saban's defense now they had a pick six mixed in there too so I guess you know 40 40 plus points against Nick Saban's defense in the Iron Bowl, and the Gophers beat them in the in the Outback Bowl a few weeks later. Yeah, I think so. You, it was it was impressive. It was I, a great way to finish the season. I think you have to give Auburn credit for turning Tanner Morgan's first interception into points. It was only three points, but they did get the three points. They didn't mm-hmm. have to go very far, but they should get credit for putting those three points on the board. Yep. They also get credit for the kickoff return for a touchdown, but that's ten points right there that you could easily take off the board. Yep. And the game is a much wider margin, which in all honesty, it kind of was. Yeah. That is That game was the true definition of a game that really wasn't as close as the scoreboard would indicate. And, and the what Gophers, I've, I think, outgained them 2-1. to one, Yeah, and that's exactly what I mean. When you look at total yardage and just that it always felt, for the most part, kind of like the Gophers were in control of that game. And what I liked is leading up to that game. And a couple of the other games against bigger opponents I had mentioned – I want to see how this team responds when they get punched in the face, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. I thought they responded incredibly well, and I hope that this is the start for many, many good things to come for the Gopher football program. I believe it to be. We can talk about next year at length as it gets closer, but I do believe it's important for the team next year to put together, and maybe it is 10-2 and or better, but it would Mm -hmm. be nice for me at least. You go 10-2 in the regular season? For me, I think you got to go at least eight and four again next year. The competition's yeah. a little bit tougher, but it's not insanely hard. The program has had issues. Anytime it seems like they take this a step forward, there always seems to be a very quick step back. I mm-hmm. think to capitalize on this momentum, to follow up an eleven and two season with eight and four and a pretty nice bowl game again, eight and four or better. Yeah. I certainly acknowledge this team could win ten plus games again. But at the very least, I think they got to go eight and four and get back to a pretty, a pretty nice bowl game very quickly mm-hmm. on the football field, Manny. When it comes to Gopher football, thirty seventh ranked recruiting class. This is according to Rivals. I know there's many of different places out there. Rivals is just the one that I pull up when I'm looking for quick numbers. I know some people say there's better. That's that's really not the point of this argument. 37th according to Rivals, but that's tenth in the Big Ten out of fourteen teams. Does that bug you? No, it doesn't bother me. Um, the way I look at it for recruiting, especially in a place like Minnesota, I think 
you certainly you're, you're trying to recruit as talented a group of players as you possibly can. But I also think where programs like Minnesota can take a significant step is by you, you're recruiting players, players that have some talent, but you're also continuing to develop guys. And, and, you know, if you end up with a couple of three-star recruits, well, how do you turn them into guys that you end up wondering, well, how are they not four, four or five-star recruits? Like that, like that's how you, that's how you get ahead, get ahead of the curve. That's how you catch up to, you know, a Michigan or a Penn State or something like that, uh, a program that perennially, perennially wins nine games at least every year. Now the standards for those institutions are a little bit different. They're higher. Uh, certainly at Michigan, we're seeing Jim Harbaugh when he's he wins nine games and it's not enough for them. But if you're the Gophers and you want to get yourself to a position where you're consistently winning nine games every year. You gotta continue to recruit fairly well, but I think the more important thing, Ross, is to continue to develop those players. Tanner Morgan's a guy that PJ Fleck plucked from Western Michigan. He had him at Western Michigan, and then just when he made the transition, Tanner came with him. Tanner's developed very nicely as a college quarterback, you know. And and once in a while, if you can find a way to get another, you know, Rashad, you know, Rashad Bateman type of player in the middle of your recruiting class. That's certainly going to help, too, as we've seen so far. Yeah, if you had to, every year if players could openly be recruited, Tanner Morgan would be getting, no no offense to Western Michigan, obviously the program had been elevated under P.J. Fleck, and I believe Kentucky and maybe maybe even Cincinnati had offers out to him, too. I'd, it seems like he'd get a lot better offers than those programs, especially right. based off the season that he just had. Manny, I'm going to attempt to play some highlights for you, and <laughs> when I'm done playing them, I'll see if you can catch the gist of why I'm playing these. Third and goal. Russell puts his head down. Does he get into the end zone? He does. Touchdown. All right, that sounded like Al Michaels, I believe, on NBC. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Okay, I, here's, I think so, yeah. here's another one for you. Maroney right side. Touchdown, New England. Kyle Brady was able to shield him just enough, and then some tough running by Lawrence Maroney. That would be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Fox, and one more for you. And they extend the drive. Tom Moore, who recruited Tony Dungy to Minnesota. First plane ride of Dungy's life. He sat next to Tom Moore, took him to the school, and now Manning has UTEC. And he falls forward near that first. I'm going to guess that's the Colts radio network. I have no idea who that that is. uh, Who is that? Is that Jim Nance? That was Jim Nance, yes. I got to hear that again. That was Jim Nance? That was Jim Nance, yes. And they extend the drive. Tom Moore, who recruited Tony Dungy to Minnesota. First plane ride of Dungy's life. He sat next to Tom Moore, took him to the school. And now Manning has UTEC. And he falls forward near that first. Wow, I don't hear that at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's totally, that. it was totally Jim Nance. I don't hear Jim Nance at all on CBS right there. Okay, crazy. Any idea why those highlights are relevant? Well, I heard a Russell in there. I heard a Maroney in there. And I heard a Dungy and a Utech in there. I think it has something to do with all those guys being... Uh, alumni of the University of Minnesota football program. And playing 
in, in the, Super Bowls. In the grandest stage of them all. That's right. In the NFL. Some mm-hmm. still might say it's the Rose Bowl. But <laughs> yes, Gophers in the Super Bowl. Manny, we have a Gopher in the Super Bowl alert. Yes, we do. I don't have any sounder for it, so my apologies. <laughs> Damian Wilson playing in the Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. He was a fourth-round pick in 2015 of the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, talk about playing in just two of the blue bloods. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of that term, but blue bloods of the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys and Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a nice year for Damian Wilson, Manny. He has... Uh, over 80 tackles. I think it was 81 tackles in the regular season, a sack and a half, and a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. And so far, 15 tackles in the playoffs. It's been a nice season for him. Thinking on this, it for me, it's splitting hairs with who I want to win the game. Yeah, I think I've always been leaning towards Kansas City, but this, uh, I think this pretty much does it. I'll, I think I'll cheer for Kansas City because of the Damian Wilson angle. Also, because as I've told you. No joke, unless I am absolutely mistaken, but I do not believe to be mistaken. I'm going to have to talk with a family member about this. I'm 99.5% positive I met Patrick Mahomes before he could even walk or talk (laughs) back at a Twins Pro Shop in the late 90s because his dad was signing autographs, and I know for a fact there was a kid in a bassinet there. Or is it bassinet? However, it's pronounced. If you want to to (laughs) let everybody know you're not a father— struggle with that word and ask how the word said i think that'll give it away but yes he was i mean at the time he must have been less than a year old yeah well he was born in 95 i think so pat mahomes in my pitch with the twins until 96 my time frame yeah my my time frame on this manny is i grew up in lakeville not far from the twins pro shop in apple valley yeah so i would occasionally bike down there get rides down there and I do remember being down there with some family members. So that's my fun story. I've tweeted him. He has not replied. No surprise. He's got like a bazillion Twitter followers and people who tweet him. But because of the Damian Wilson angle and a gopher in the Super Bowl, I think it's going to be unlikely that Damian Wilson scores a touchdown. I always want gophers to score a touchdown. But Manny, well, if Damian. Know, maybe maybe yes. Jimmy Garoppolo throws a pick six to him or something. Manny, write that down. If. <laughs> if Damian Wilson scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl, he will be Super Bowl MVP. Okay. Should I pass this on to uh, Mackie and Judd? Well, no, Rami? that's only if. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I am totally with you. I, I've actually been saying this for a while, for a few weeks now, that I'm I'm really all in on the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl for a multitude of reasons. Obviously, Damian Wilson, you mentioned it. Big part of that, too. Former gopher. Fun gopher to watch, too. Yes. Obviously, yes. you'd have to be to be a fourth-round pick. That's not easy yeah, to do. Yeah, and you know, and he was he was right in the middle at the forefront of that, of those pretty good gopher defenses under Jerry Kill and Tracy Clays, too, um, just a handful of years ago. So certainly certainly pulling for him. And, you know, and Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes, too. I mean, how do you how do you not root for that coach quarterback combo? And Patrick, you know, having Having sort of the local angle too, with his dad being a former Twins pitcher and all that too. That's so I'm all in on the, on the Chiefs. I you know that's nothing against San Francisco. I think you know I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Kyle Shanahan and the Raheem Mostert storyline is is really cool. Former Big Ten running back that I don't think anybody, not too many people even remember was a running back at Purdue back when he was actually at Purdue. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 going to be a fun game, and, and it's nice that that we have a that we have a former Gopher that's that's going to play in it and play a, a pretty significant role in it as well. Other Gophers in recent memory to appear or play in the Super Bowl. I pulled this list from GopherSports.com and doing a little cracked research with myself and you, Manny. I've come to the realization this list from GopherSports.com. Don't want to call anybody out. It might not be entirely up to date, but at least at the time it was put together, it should have been. Gary Russell missing from this list. Yeah. And we know for a fact he played, played the, the Super sound. Bowl <laughs> yeah. because we played the highlight. Yeah. But I'm just going to name names since 2000. These ones are from the GopherSports.com list. Winners of a Super Bowl since 2000. Tyrone Carter won a few with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Remember Daryl Reed and Ben Utech have won Super Bowls or a Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts. Ben Utech has joined us on this Score North Gopher show yep. a few times. Matt Spath, also a Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl losers. Poor guys. Can you imagine much more tough things in all of sports than to get to a Super Bowl and lose? Well, I, well you I have know. some history in this, yeah, not I mean, yourself, my, but my, just my you have an interesting dad, perspective. My stepdad is a former Minnesota Viking for seven years. He played on the first three Super Bowl teams that, you know, first three Vikings teams that went to Super Bowls. And the one, the, the lost Super Bowl four to the Chiefs. I mean, that's the one that actually sticks with him the most. I mean, anytime I remember sitting down with him and watching the old NFL films of, and it wasn't even the Super Bowl four highlight show. It was just a random piece on Hank Stram, the former Chiefs coach. And Oscar, my stepdad, was Oscar, my stepdad was just like, Man, I can't stand that guy. That's Hank Stram, right? I said, I said, I said, yeah, that's Hank Stram, the former Chiefs coach. He said, I can't stand him, man. He beat us in the Super Bowl. He might be a nice guy. He might be the world's nicest guy, but he stole my Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. Losers on this list. Boy, that sounds bad. <laughs> Super Bowl losers in recent memory. Thomas Tapay, Eric Decker, Rashid Hageman, and Devondre Campbell, of course, Hageman and Campbell on that same Atlanta Falcons team that for three Is quarters, on Manny, that Eagles team that lost to the Patriots. He was okay. That's what I thought. That Falcons team is one of my all-time favorite teams to have a bone to pick with because I told you, I told everybody that would listen. I ran to the highest hill in Minnesota, which is probably the top of Buck Hill, (laughs) told everybody who would listen, the Falcons are going to win this Super Bowl, and it's not even going to be close. Mm -hmm. And for three years, I looked like the smart, three years, for three quarters, I looked like (laughs) one of the smartest men in all of America. And then Quinn, Shanahan, Ryan all forgot how to whittle down a clock and close I mean, out a game. Just run the football. You, you can, yeah, right. And you, have a, you have a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Shana, run the ball. Shanahan deserves a lot of blame in that game, but so does Matt Ryan. They were When they were trying to work the clock inside of five, six minutes, and they still had an eight-point lead, he's snapping the ball with 17 seconds left yeah. on the ball. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, I mean, literally, what are you doing? So they, they cost Rasheed, they cost uh, our guy Rasheed Hagman a, a, a Super Bowl championship. And Devondre Campbell, and yeah. my my one shining moment of being one of the smartest people around by saying that the Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl and it won't even be close. And So so Thomas DePay was on that Eagles team that lost Super Bowl 39. That's what this says, if we uh, okay. believe it to be true. That, that, that actually makes sense, Chris, but I forgot about that. Chris Darkins, a Super Bowl winner and loser for the Green Bay Packers, by the way. There's a name, Blast from the Past. Okay. That's really about all that I care to go into on this list. I mean, Tony Dungy, of course, with the Steelers. Bobby Bell. 
won with the Chiefs, Super Bowl four. Is he yeah. not on the list? No, he's on the list. Okay, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm scanning. I was going to say Bobby Bell, well, no. one of the greatest Gopher players of all time, <laughs> no. is not on the list. He's on we the got list. Some problems, but he's also on the list for losing a Super Bowl. So I was just scanning. Yeah, because he was on the they had the Chiefs played in the yeah. first Super Bowl against yep. the Packers. So yep. I was just scanning that to make sure. Yep, checking it for accuracy. Other things of note, Manny. I don't have a ton else other than the Senior Bowl is this upcoming weekend. The uh, only Gopher playing in the Super the Super Bowl. Jeez, excuse me. Hmm. We know it's Damian Wilson. The only Gopher playing in the Senior Bowl is Carter Coughlin. Yeah. That game can be seen at two thirty on NFL Network. You can also stream it at NFL.com if that is of interest to you. Obviously, a lot of other stuff going on besides the game that you can check out. The rest of this week, our guy Daniel House is all over it. So if you want to follow him at Daniel House NFL on Twitter, also go for hockey there at home this weekend against Ohio State, pretty much needing to win every game the remainder of the year to make yeah. the NCAA tournament. And that includes winning the uh, Big Ten tournament. That's about all I got for you. What yeah. else do you got? Uh, I mean, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. It'd be nice to see uh, Damian Wilson get. Get a Super Bowl ring. I think that's. I think that'd be really cool. I think it'd, it'd be uh, really great, obviously for him. Um, certainly something for a lot of Gopher fans. I think to brag about a little bit. You know, that's always kind of fun if you're a Gopher fan to kind of cheer for the guys that used to don the maroon and gold at, at the next level. So you know, go Chiefs. Obviously, you and I, we both love Andy Reid. So yeah. you know, go Chiefs in that regard too. So. Yeah, I mean, and and with Gopher basketball, I mean, you just they just have to find a way to get as many wins as they possibly can. It's going to be a tough road, but I think if you can get to the NIT, considering what they lost off of last year's NCAA tournament team, I think that's I think it's acceptable for now. I think at this point, considering what they lost, they end up in the NIT and can make some noise, maybe in the NIT a little bit. I think that's something that you know certainly you're you were not aspiring for when the season started but I think it's sort of an acceptable thing and you just have to look to continue to build the team into into next year and try and get to the tournament next year it's not work out for them this year it's not the ultimate goal but once you get there you might as well win it yep and Richard Pitino did do that in his only appearance here with the Golden Gopher it's actually funny that we've talked about this Tubby Smith wins a national championship with Rick Pitino's players, you know, that's Mm -hmm. how people view it. I'm not saying that Tubby had nothing to do with it, but Tubby Smith wins an NCAA tournament in his first year at Kentucky with largely Rick Pitino's players. Richard Pitino comes here, wins a quote-unquote national championship, NIT, Mm -hmm. with Tubby Smith's players. Yeah. It's kind of funny how how that comes full circle. Manny, I'm in agreement with you on the Super Bowl as we get out of here. I lean Chiefs. I'll cheer for the Chiefs. I won't be heartbroken if the 49ers no. win, but I'll say this. If Andy Reid can't win a Super Bowl before he retires with Patrick Mahomes, then it was just never supposed to happen I for know. him. No, I agree. It, if it's if he can't do it with this guy, good luck ever trying to figure it out. This is arguably the most talented quarterback in NFL history, and if Andy Reid can't win a Super Bowl with him, then, I mean, it's probably just, like you said, it's probably just not meant to be. Also, to circle back here in closing, shows how crazy recruiting is that Patrick Mahomes, not that Texas Tech's a bad school, but that's where he wound up playing, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the greatest quarterback currently in the NFL right now, and he was at Texas Tech, not one of the blue bloods. Right. That'll do it. We're out of here. Thanks, Manny. You got it. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Score North Gophers Show.